But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. And that is Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 25. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Bridge Radio. And we are coming at you from the great state of Texas. And I am your host, A.W. Varilla, and next to me, the president of Bridge Ministry, Steve Den Hartog. What up, everybody? Good to be back. Woo! So, uh... It's exciting. We are starting a series of women authors. We are. Which is, yeah. It's so, exciting. I'm glad. So today we're going to have uh, Jessica Thompson, uh, author of her new book that's being released, How God Loves Us, 40 Days Discovering His Character in the Fruit of the Spirit and by Moody Publishing. So we're looking forward to having her on here in a little bit. Absolutely. So, um, Steve, news uh, is we like to keep our listeners updated and everything that's going on bridge yeah we're just moving forward uh finish off is progressing rapidly and lord willing we'll be able to start moving in in, in um uh, march so yeah one of the things that we are really excited about um and i think that we we're going to start promoting is the seminary we had a great great meeting today and hopefully uh lord willing uh here uh, later on in the year we're starting beginning uh the bridge mm -hmm. uh the bridge institute i don't know what the, the name is going to be yet but uh yeah but whatever it is uh, we've been talking about this for a while so we're, we're we are looking forward to that and, and again uh god this has been so so good to us amen and and it's only by his grace mercy and his love towards us and the ministry that uh we are growing and again this is all for his glory uh we we want to spread the good news of the gospel amen. to the people That's what we're of, about here yeah the people of laredo to mexico and all over the world and the things that we're doing here so again thank you for our listeners uh you know we, we can't do this without you. Uh, we know that the Lord uses you guys, but, he, you know, thank you again. We appreciate it. And for our worldwide audience, uh, you know, thank you for listening. I, I, I keep looking at just the people around the world who tune in, and that's always, always super exciting. Mm. Uh, please uh, don't forget to subscribe to Apple, Android, Google, and Stitcher Radio. And please visit our website at bridgemenlaredo.org. We're also on Spotify, uh, so please visit us there if that's your platform. Well, uh, Steve, why don't we get this podcast started? Let's and, do it. And let's do this. All right, guys. Jessica Thompson is an author of several books, including Give Them Grace, Dazzling Your Kids with the Love of Christ, and a frequent conference speaker. She is part of the podcast Front Porch with Fizz and is director of Church Life at Risen Church in San Diego, California. Welcome, Jessica Thompson, to Bridge Radio for the first time. Yeah, very excited to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. Well, uh, yeah, thanks we're, for being here. You're 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 part of a a, a series right now of That's right. of female authors that we're going to be interviewing okay. here for the next Love couple. Of weeks. So we're super excited about that for Love sure. That. Um, so your book is just came out, right? Or it's going to be released? It just came out. It just came uh, out last week. Awesome. Yeah. So again, for our audience, uh, we're going to be talking about Jessica Thompson's new book, How God Loves Us, 40 Days to Discovering His Character in the Fruit 
of the Spirit. Um, so, Jessica, before we begin here, can you just let our uh, audience know a little bit about yourself and yeah. how God drew you to saving faith? Yeah, well, I grew up in a Christian home and, um, you know, we were the type of family that was at church every single time the doors were open, right? So, you know, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday, you know, if the pastor was ever like, we need someone to clean the bathrooms, my parents were like, here are our kids. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, I learned really early on that the way to um, have everybody be happy with me and to kind of live a, a a peaceful life, I guess I would say, would be to play the good girl. Mm. And I did that mm. um, with everything in me. I played the Christian girl. I went on missions trips as a um, high schooler during my summer. I was the I was the kid that had the let the Bible verse on their Letterman's jacket. Um, I just did all the things right out of high school. I went to Bible college and um, was leading the junior high youth group at my church at the time. And in Bible college, um, you know, and let me just say this real quickly. I did all of these things as a way to um, keep everybody telling me how amazing I was. Mm -hmm. um, my heart was far from God. I was like what Jesus described as the whitewashed tombs where, hey, it looks great on the outside, but inside is dead and rotting bones. My heart was far from God. Mm -hmm. I, I had no love for him. I had no desire for him. And honestly, I thought I was nailing it. Like, I was like, everybody thinks I'm amazing anyway, so what's the big deal? So I went to Bible college. I <laughs> um, decided, you know, that's the next step in what a Christian kid does. And as I was getting my degree in theology, my bachelor's in theology, um, I had a, a teacher who was teaching me the doctrines of grace. Now, the Bible college I went to wasn't... Um, it wasn't a reformed school um, hmm. at all. So it, it kind of was all over the map. But the, 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 the professor I had was teaching me about um, that uh, basically that my goodness wasn't good enough, hmm. that I needed the goodness of somebody else hmm. from something outside of me. And I was listening to this and thought, I've never heard this before. And um, we had to go to prayer before our classes. It was part of the college, we had to go sit and pray for 30 minutes before our classes even started. And typically I would use that time to take, you know, a gentle nap. Um, if we would have had, you know, smartphones back a hundred years ago, I would have been on that. But um, during one of those times, I, I, I very specifically remember I had been hearing um, about what it meant to be a sinner and what it meant to have a savior in a way I'd never heard. And I was sitting there during prayer and I, I mean, I'm going to use the words God spoke to me, but you understand there was a yes. stirring in my spirit. Mm -hmm. And I understood at that point that I could be as good as I wanted to be, but God would not be pleased with that mm -hmm. because I needed the goodness of something else, yeah. somebody else. I needed the goodness of Jesus Christ who lived a perfect life on my behalf, mm -hmm. who died the death that I deserve. I needed that goodness placed on my life. And so I got saved in Bible college. Um, came home and had this conversation with my parents who this whole time thought I had been saved, right? I was living the life where yeah. everybody was like, oh, she's the exemplary Christian. Like she would be the, I was the girl in church where you would look at your kids and say, why can't you be more like her? Um, but I wasn't a Christian. Yeah. So I got saved in Bible college and um, yeah. And so, and now uh, a couple of weeks ago, I started seminary mm. and I feel like I'm going through something sort of, 
not being saved again, but going through some sort of interchange all over again in, in a lot of different ways. And so that was a long story to a short question, but that is my story. That is a great story. That was probably one of our better introductions that was. Uh, for sure. <laughs> no. Uh, and, and again, this is, this is why we want to, uh, we ask this question because we, we, we want the, you know, we want our audience to know who you are. I, I I, I, I love that for sure. I yeah. love that you brought up the doctrines of grace because oftentimes yeah. those are often thought of as, you know, kind of these cold, sterile, mm. you know, yeah. intellectual doctrines that really don't have anything to do with, you know, with real life and real faith. And here it is, you know, the Lord used that in order to kind of open your eyes and to bring you to saving yes. faith. Yes. No. Uh, that, I mean, those doctrines of grace just warmed my heart gave me a zeal I had never known. Um, and I think really because I thought I could do it all on my own for so long. Mm. And and was, if we were talking about just sort of surface outward something. Mm. Um, but to have my heart truly changed, to have my heart of stone turned to a heart of flesh, um, it really took hearing that um, I had a savior Much, and I needed one. <laughs> I'm very yeah. curious. How did your parents, just in case, you know, people are wondering, how did your parents take that? <laughs> When you're coming home from college and letting them know, like, hey, like, yeah. like, how was the response? Because your story similarly sounds like my wife, and mm. and and, okay. and 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 she was, and she will tell you she was very self righteous growing up in a yeah, church, same. wanted to be the goody two shoe, and, and had yeah. this just. But uh, how did your parents react here? Uh, when I you... mean, they were surprised to say the least. Mm. <laughs> you know, they really. I think it took them a minute mm. and, and by a minute, I mean like a couple of weeks <laughs> to really understand what had happened. Wow. Um, well, because, you know, and even in their own lives and they would, they would say this now, this is, I'm not saying something that they wouldn't say. Mm. I think even in their own lives, they had a certain amount of pride mm. in who I was and yeah. thought, well, we must be good parents because look at what we produced. Mm. And so to hear that they had been fooled and, um, you know, it, 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 I think, and we've talked about it. I, I think in some ways it was very sweet, right? Oh, she's saved. That's amazing news. That's what we want to hear. But then this other part, like, oh, all this deception, all this, um, lying for so long, I think was also, and you know, they felt fooled. So all of that was very difficult to hear. So it was a mixture to be sure. Um, ultimately they're happy that I'm a Christian. <laughs> wow. So, so now let's, I mean, we got a, yeah. a great background, but now, yeah. um, what was your faith journey and why is that important to the context of the book that you just wrote? Yeah. So again, you know, got saved and immediately started thinking, forgetting the doctrines of grace. And again, starting to think it was all up to me mm. And starting to think, okay, now I really am a Christian. So now I really do have to, whatever, fill in the blank. And um, the church I was attending was not a church that was preaching the doctrines of grace. And and that didn't really happen until, goodness, um, probably within 10 years, five, six, seven years, we ended up going to a church that was sort of preaching the doctrines of grace, at least more than I had before, had heard it before. And that's when, um, and at that point in my life, my, I had young kids. So right now my kids are 23, 21 and 18. Um, but I think at that point, my kids were probably, you know, like seven, five and two or something like that. Mm -hmm. And that's when my mom and I, her name is Elise Fitzpatrick. She's also an mm -hmm. author. 
my mom and I started talking about um, what does the gospel, and, and there had been like a new fresh love for the gospel mm. in my life at that point. What does that do to our parenting? How does that inform the way we interact with our children? And that's when we wrote the book, Give Them Grace. Yeah. And I think in that book, again, there was a, I, you know, it's so beautiful how God does this, how he keeps sort of like you're saved and that that is eternal. But then he brings you around to new, new um, times of understanding in your life, right? Like the gospel's this diamond and every mm. time you turn it, you see like light refracting in a different way. Mm. And so um, I think during that period of my time, there was like a renewed love for, a renewed understanding of what I had first come to believe. And um, so, I, and then as my kids have gotten older, um, I've been able to study more and, you know, and, and, and the, it's so interesting, the book that I wrote for, that we're talking about today, How God Loves Me, um, or how God loves us, discovering God's character and the fruit of the Spirit. This is another one of those things where I th it was just the work of the Holy Spirit. I was talking to a woman, uh, the person who I, you know, gave my proposal to at Moody, and we were talking about what type of book to write. And we, her and I were just talking about this again the other day. And I was like, how, I asked her, how did we come up with talking about God's character and the fruit of the mm. Spirit? And I thought it was her idea. And she's like, no, I'm pretty sure it was your idea. I would not have thought of that. And I thought it must have been the Holy Spirit's work yeah. <laughs> because I, I don't remember. And a lot of times when you write a book, like you remember the origin story yeah. and how it happened. But we had just been talking and she was encouraging me to write about what I'm passionate about. Hmm. And what I'm passionate about is men, women, children would know that they are loved deeply mm. they are loved truly they are loved eternally not based on their performance but based on the goodness of who god is mm -hmm. and so she was asking me what my heart was and what i want to write about and i'm like that's always what i want to write about that's mm. always what i want to talk about i don't want to talk about anything else and then somehow this idea of the fruit of the spirit and how god's character is displayed in that fruit of the spirit came up i don't know how she doesn't remember how I'm just going to say it was a holy moment hmm. and not blame it on the fact that I have a terrible memory. But you guys, that sounds better, right? That yeah, sounds more that spiritual. Sounds, yeah. Amen. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Amen. That's a great story too. Yeah, that Can is. Can you talk about a, a little bit about uh, how the church typically talks about the fruit yeah. of the spirit in kind yeah. of contrast to what you've written about? Because I, because your title is interesting, you know, discovering yeah. God's um, love for us. And, yeah. uh, so how, t talk a little bit about how the church usually talks about that. Right. So the fruit of the spirit is almost always talked about as a checklist, mm -hmm. a checklist to see how you're doing in your Christian walk. Are you patient? Are you kind? Are you loving? Are you good? Right. We go through all the things and, um, we look at it like, oh, it, it's, uh, it's very inward focused, which is so interesting to me because it's called the fruit of the spirit mm. like this is his work in our life mm. um, it, it's a testimony to his presence in our life but so often we go about trying to get the fruit of the spirit in our life um, by trying harder or by doing more mm. or by making a checklist and inevitably what that leads to is one of two things we either think that we're nailing it 
And hey, I'm loving today. Did you see I actually made a sandwich for my kid today and I didn't even grumble about it? Um, you know, where I took the trash out to the curb and it was trash day. No one even asked me and I did it or name it, right? P put in the blank, whatever you take your pride in. You think I was so loving today. So then you become self-righteous. And then you look down on everybody else who's not loving, not mm -hmm. doing what they're supposed to be doing. And uh, immediately you're angry and self-righteous. Okay, mm -hmm. so there's this extreme of looking at yourself and thinking, I'm pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. And why can't you all get your act together? So we go there. Or the other extreme that we, we often go to is I am the most unloving person in the world. Uh, all my kid asked me to do was help him get a sandwich in the morning hmm. and i was angry that i had to put down my bible reading and do that and so then we become depressed i'll never be loving i can't do this this is too much either way it's an inward focus and what i believe the fruit of the spirit is calling us to um and is to look outside of ourselves hmm. to look up to him and look at the way he has displayed the fruit of the spirit towards us mm. because the fruit of the spirit are all his character. Mm. It, it describes who he is. Yeah. And for us to look away from ourselves and look to him. And as we behold him, mm. the hope is that we become more like him. Mm. But the really good news is guys, is that even on the days that we fail, we're still forgiven and we're still loved. Mm. We're still accepted. Mm. So even on the days that we rely on ourselves, become self-righteous or the ways we forget about the grace of God or the work of the Holy Spirit and become depressed on either one of those days. We're still loved and forgiven by our Savior who lived a life displaying the fruit of the Spirit perfectly on our behalf so that we could be hidden in His righteousness. Yeah. Amen. And I love that uh, <laughs> outward focus. You mm -hmm. know, it's not something that we can work up in and of ourselves. You know, right. we have to we have to develop these fruits. You know, it's it's a focus on it's again, uh, that alien righteousness, that idea yes. that it is coming yes. from God first, you know, yes. and then only because of what he's done for us in Christ and his continued mercy and patience and grace towards us. We can show that. I, I'm actually guilty of that this morning when my 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 wife said that she was gonna put away the or I'm sorry she was gonna throw away some old scallops that you know we've had we had for dinner the other day and and you know if you leave them out they start smelling really yeah. bad but um <laughs> but uh, I got up early and she hadn't done it and then I was I was like okay don't complain about this you know and then <laughs> she actually did it. Yeah. And and then I was like, oh man, I'm glad I didn't do that. Like, look at me today. I didn't. I didn't do this. I didn't complain about her. Look at me. I did yeah. well today. So yeah. that was that was the first thing I was just thinking about this morning. Yeah. You know, and uh, I've never seen that in the list of fruit of the spirit. Though, yeah. So I don't know. Not complaining about scallops. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. There you go. But you know, this is, they do smell though. Oh uh, yeah, if you know, yeah. So I yeah, I knew it was coming. But uh, no, that was great. Um. So, uh, Jessica, uh, how is your book different from other books on the fruit of the yeah. spirit? Because there's a lot of books out there on this topic. So many. So many. So, many. so uh, for our listeners out there, you know, they're probably like, oh, another book on the fruit of the spirit. Like, what do you mean? You know? Yeah. So what I do in my book is I take 40 days and each day I reflect on a different way that God has shown us the fruit of the spirit. Mm. So we have several days on the love of God towards us several days on the patience of God towards us, 
several days on the goodness of God, right? So on and on. Um, the call of my book, and, and as I wrote this book, my, my I mean, guys, we have been through the last few years have been nothing mm. but fighting and anxiety and uncertainty. Mm. And my, when I wrote this book and wrote it through the pandemic, at least part of it, who knows how long it'll go on. Mm. The next 20 books will be in the pandemic. <laughs> but yeah. um, as I was writing this book, my heart was that people could look again, we're going to say it outside of ourselves. Um, above our circumstances to some mm. eternal truths mm. wow. and the eternal truths of who God is and how he's loved us. Mm. And so, yeah, there are so many books on the fruit of the spirit, but every single one of them, it's like you take a brick and put it in your backpack and try to walk down the road with one more thing you have to do. Yeah. And it just keeps getting heavier and heavier and heavier. And I just thought, uh, I want to, I want to create a place of rest for people so that in the morning they can pick up this book and and read it as a devotional. I've, I've actually talked to a couple of people who just read it straight through. They were like, I didn't even do the devotional part, uh, a, a devotional reading every day. I just read it straight through. But my hope would be that you could take five minutes, seven minutes in the morning, probably not even that long. I mean, but to sit down and read a couple pages and just reflect and rest in eternal truths and the character of God. So that is, you know, my hope. That's how it would be different than any other Fruit of the Spirit book, which is like, um, count how many times you were impatient today mm, and um, yeah. then, you know, work on being more patient with your kids. How are you going to do that? Yeah. There is a place to work on your patience, to be sure. Okay, I'm not saying don't do that. But what I'm saying is I think it's so, we, it's so easily we forget, so easily we forget where we first started, which was, I need something outside of myself. I need that alien righteousness. I need the goodness of someone else. And so and so easily our, our Christian walk becomes about how we can pull it off, how we can get down the road, how we're becoming better, instead of remembering who is the best, instead of remembering who is our goodness. And so my hope would be, as I, I wrote this book, is that for people to pick it up and write it, even if you're in a place of your life that is full of pain, and uncertainty that you would have a rest from that just for a few minutes every morning or afternoon or whenever you can hide in the bathroom and read this yeah. <laughs> if you have little kids right a few moments where you can rest in the character of god yeah amen so you've talked a little bit already about some common misconceptions in the fruit of the spirit and your hope for yeah. people and in, in reading yeah. this book what is a verse that you studied in reading this book that really stuck out to you? What's, what's a verse that you could narrow in on? In thinking about God's joy, I don't know how often we think about God as, a, as joyful. Mm -hmm. And um, so this is one of the fruit of the Spirit. And I'll read to you Isaiah 62, 4 through 5 and tell you a short story mm -hmm. and then tie it all together. It says this, No longer will they call you deserted or, your na or, your, or name your land desolate, but you will be called Hephzibah and your land Beulah, for the Lord will take delight in you and your land will be married. As a young man marries a young woman, so will, you build, so will your builder marry you. As a bridegroom rejoices over his bride, so will your God rejoice over you. Hmm. Now, um, I, have, I had a grandmother who I adored, loved her. She was actually um, 
in the later years of her life, she learned how to speak Spanish so she could be a, mm. a missionary to Mexico near oh, wow. where we are in Tijuana. And um, she was an amazing woman, loved God with everything in her. And she would call me. Now, let me just say this. Let me back up. She, we called her Candy Grandma because every time we came around her, she would give us candy. She was that type of a grandma, right? Like always giving us candy. Mm. Uh, anytime I brought my kids over to her house, um, I would try to do it in between two meals so she wouldn't make us a meal. And inevitably, we would end up having like second lunch or early dinner or whatever, right? You get the picture of the kind of woman she was. She said that hot dogs were her favorite fruit. <laughs> and um, so, you know, you get the picture. Absolutely. She always she always would say the word hootsie kadoodle. That was her like exclamation for something. So something big would happen. Hootsie kadoodle. Okay. This woman also called me Hepsiva, hmm. and I had no idea why. For the longest time, I just thought it was another one of her funny words that she made up. Yeah. Until one day I was reading my Bible and I hmm. saw this verse. And then it had the little, you know, go and look and see what the verse means, the number by it, or that word means. And that word Hepsiva means my delight is in her. Hmm. And it, it, it came to me at that moment. Oh, she was calling me that the whole time because she delighted wow. in me. He rejoiced in me. Yeah. And then as we read that verse in Isaiah, the wild, unexpected character of God mm. says, that's how he feels about you. Mm. Wow. His joy is in you. He delights in you because we're hidden mm. in Christ. And so as I was reading this verse, that I, I and, and thinking about God's disposition towards me is one of joy. Mm. He's excited. He's happy about redeeming this people. He loves the work that he has done. And so thinking about God's joy in us um, has been something that has been very sweet to me. So often I think he's got to be disappointed. I mean, look at how I've lived my day. Yeah. He's got to be frustrated or angry. Um, but then to think, no, he calls me Hepzibah, but yeah. his delight is in me. And, and guys, his delight is in you and in your listeners as well if they've trusted him um, for that righteousness. What an awesome illustration from it your is. grandmother, you know? A yeah. fallible human being delights yes. in you, you know? And how much more so does God? Yeah, yes. and you don't know this about uh, me, Jessica, but my wife and I are in the pediatric dentistry dis uh, business. So, okay. so we love grandmas that give a lot of candy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, bless her. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, uh, she keeps your work going. <laughs> yeah, no, that is what an amazing story that is. Yeah. about just a, a grandma's love for That's her, awesome. her grand, uh, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. As we're continuing on here and we're going to be landing the plane here pretty soon. Um, who would benefit from reading your book Yeah, in this book? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Honestly, I'm going to say everyone, <laughs> men, men who are feeling burdened with all that they have to do, mm. um, who feel like the world rests on their shoulders, women who are tired and feel like they can never measure up. I would say teenagers would be able to pick up this book and find out who God is and his love for them and his joy about them in a new way. I'm, I mean, I, I really believe, and, and again, as I wrote this book, like my hope was that everybody who picked this up would find a new way of thinking about God's love hmm. for them, yeah. um, his patience towards them, his kindness, his goodness, that that would be 
whoever reads it could pick this book up and, and walk away thinking, I'm loved like that? How is that even true? Mm-hmm. And and that's the beauty of the gospel, right? It It, it is almost too good to be true. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit working in our lives to remind us it is true yeah. over and over again every day. I hope he'd use that book to remind each of you of that. Yeah. Amen. We get a lot of moms that come in here at Bridge. Yeah. What would yeah. you, how would you speak into them? Yeah. I mean, here's what I would say to moms. Your children's salvation is not on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Your desire to be the best mom and provide the best meals and the best education and the best everything the best playtime, the best sports. And somehow if you do all those things, your kids are going to end up loving Jesus and loving you. And I just want to tell you, salvation is the work of the Lord. Mm. So you tell your, you tell your children that Jesus loves them and you remember that they are sinners because they came from you. (laughs) And so for moms that are listening, gosh, take a deep breath of the goodness of Jesus. Mm. Take a deep breath, take a rest in the goodness of our God and know that he loves your children Hmm. and that he will bring all of those children that are his unto himself. And so the work's not all yours. You remind him of the goodness of God in your own life. Confess your sins to them, the ones that you did against them. Not like, I wish you weren't born. Not like that kind of stuff, (laughs) but the sins that you have done against your kids, be honest about that and run to your savior together. Show them that Jesus is a welcoming savior and a friend of sinners. Mm. Amen. Yeah. There's liberty in Christ. Amen. So much. It's free. So much. We talk about that all the time. Like there's just freedom and, and uh, this is just a great, great reminder. Well, you know, Jessica, uh, one of the things that we have our authors do as Romans 10, 14 says, how would then would they call on him who have they not believed and how would they believe in him whom they've not heard and how would they hear without a preacher? But can you share the good news of uh, the gospel to our worldwide audience? Yeah, I'd love to. So God is perfect in everything, right? His character is perfect. We look at that in the fruit of the spirit. He is completely perfect and he demands perfection. He doesn't demand like, hey, just be patient with the guy in front of you who cut you off. Hmm. He demands perfection and he has every right to because he's holy. But he also knows that we can't live up to that. Hmm. And because we can't live up to that, because it is impossible for us to be all the things that we have to be, in order to be perfect before him. He sent his very own son, God himself, sent the man Jesus Christ, the God-man Jesus Christ, to become everything we couldn't become, to live the life we couldn't live, to be patient every time patience was called for, to love every time love was called for. His very being, his very essence was one of loving and giving to others. He sent that man to live the life we couldn't live. And then not just that, but to die the death that we deserve for all the times we're impatient, for all the times we're unkind, for all the times we aren't joyful. He took the penalty for those sins on himself. And God was separated from God. And in that moment, when God cries out to God, Jesus cries out to God, why have you forsaken me? 
we know in that moment that we will never be forsaken by God. Mm -hmm. We trust in the perfect work of Jesus Christ. And so that, not just that, which is great news, we are forgiven because of the work that he did and the life that he lived. But then he was buried and three days later, he rose from the grave. And Paul says that he was raised for our justification. And so what that means is, not only are we forgiven, but we're counted as perfectly righteous before a holy God, just as if I'd never sinned and just as if I'd always obeyed. And so the call is for you to believe that it's not too good to be true. It is true. Believe in the work of Jesus Christ on your behalf and a God that gave everything to bring you home to him. Wow. Wow. Amen. Amen. We need to have you sharing the gospel every week, I think, <laughs> Jessica. You, Jessica, you put a big smile on my face. I, we really enjoyed this podcast. I mean, it went really quick. So for our audience, please go get uh, Jessica Thompson's new book, How God Loves Us, 40 Days to Discovering His Character and the Fruit of the Spirit. We're looking forward to have that book here Absolutely. at Bridge. You betcha. Uh, for sure. We're excited. But uh, Jessica, before we end this podcast, I'd like to say to our author, where can our people find you? Where can our audience find you if you yeah. want to be found? <laughs> uh, you're on social media, <laughs> website, uh, the church you're at. If you can just... Uh, um, just let our audience know who, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So listen, and this is a bit of a story, but um, you find me on Instagram or Twitter and my handle there is the same. And it's because I have the most common name in the world, which is Jessica Thompson. There's a million of us. So I, I decided to stand out a little bit and mine is the, because I'm that important. <laughs> the Jess Lou. Lou Louise is my middle name. So the J E S S L O U. You can find me anywhere. Louise was my grandmother's middle name that I talked about earlier. Um, So that's also a nod to her. So that Jess Lou, um, my website is jessicathompson.co. I don't even get the M because someone else already got it. Um, And then the church that I serve at is Risen SD, Risen San Diego. And I'd love to see you at any of those places. So, well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. If you're in the San Diego area, which yeah. we have a lot of California listeners and San okay. Diego yeah. listeners yeah. as well, uh, please go visit Jessica Thompson's yeah, church. And go hunt her down and let there her you know. You can get a signature <laughs> autograph for her new book. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, no. no one in my church would think that was weird if someone came up and was like, can I have your autograph? And be like, what is going on? Yeah, you can blame it on us. You can blame it at the guys over at Bridge Radio. Just, that. you know, just uh, just blame it at these guys over here. <laughs> Jessica, we were absolutely blessed by having absolutely. you on. I really enjoyed this podcast and, you know, best, best blessings to you. We'd love your, to have you again. Your book. And, and your mom, maybe. Yeah, 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 absolutely. For sure. Um, this is this is exciting for us when we get authors and 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 they're able yeah. to just share their new book, yeah. share the gospel, and how yeah. just Christ and just transforms lives and yes. and just great. Well, thank you yeah, again, thanks, Jessica, guys. for coming on Bridge Radio, and we hopefully we, we can have you back on. And you're I'd love or, that. You I'd bet, love yeah. it. You bet. Thanks so thank much, you Jessica. Guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes this week's episode with Jessica Thompson on her new book that just got released in February, How God Loves Us, 40 Days to Discovering His Character in the Fruit of the Spirit by Moody Publishing. Um, Steve? That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. She was just, she just articulated everything so well. Oh, she does. Uh, And we really, really enjoy that. I mean... 
I was just definitely just moved by, you know, her explanation of just what God does through the spirit and, and, and all these things. And, and again, I was just thinking like, I'm guilty of that, right? Like yeah. I want to have these checklists of the things that I need to do. And we know? try to manufacture it on our own. Yeah. And I think that's what I really appreciate about her point, you know, it's coming, comes from outside of us. We are, we see it first given to us, you know, by God, our Father, and then we can emulate it. But uh, it's not something that we work up in and of ourselves. I couldn't help but think about the um, uh, the character in Pilgrim's Progress by mm. John Bunyan, yeah. a Christian, and just having all that burden on him that he's carrying around. And Christ wants us to be free, Amen. free, because uh, he's paid it all, right? And 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 you know, I think you know we forget that. Yeah. Uh, we, we have freedom in Christ. Amen. So again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, please go get the book, How God Loves Us, 40 Days to Discovering His Character in the Fruit of the Spirit by Jessica Thompson by Moody Publishing. And um, and again, we're looking forward to the series of female authors that are coming on in the next uh, couple of weeks. I uh, hope you guys are blessed. And um, please don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And like we always like to end our show, what is your only comfort in life and in that, that I am not my own, but belong body and soul in life and in that to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. Till next week.